0: This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast.
1: Thanks to Rothy's for supporting Made For This. Rothy's comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags make getting dressed easy. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash made for this. And now, here are Jenny and Francis Chan.
0: Well, guys, this is such a selfish treat for me. If you got to watch If Gathering, you know that one of my favorite parts was Friday night. And what we did was we got to talk with Francis Chan about... What it looks like to give our lives away for Jesus. And and then after that, a pastor from the underground church shared what that looks like for him. And the whole night just had me in a puddle. And honestly, Zach and I, this isn't just content to, to me. I don't just host a conference. So people come, I'm, I'm following God, and hopefully y'all are following God with me as I do it. And and Zach and I after the conference we sat and talked at length about the night and what does that mean for us and how do we take everything God's given us and use it for his glory. And and like we always do, we always are asking, God, is there is there something we're missing? Is there something more you have for us? And, and my prayer is that's exactly what happens again today, that Francis Chan is here and we're gonna talk about what it looks like for the church of God to come together in unity. And guys, we are so far from this. Oh my gosh, we are so far from this. And could anything cause a more powerful witness to go out right now in the world than unity. I don't, I have chill bumps just imagining it because I actually can imagine it. It's it's something God's given me is this picture that it's possible, that we can cross denominational lines, that we can cross racial, you know, divisions, that we can cross every single thing that might separate us and and come together. And partly because I've seen it through you. I've seen you do this. I've seen you do this at if gathering. And and so I know it's possible, but yet we are so far from it. So, Francis, thank you so much for coming to talk about something like this, because it is. It is a place where we, God has to be looking down and, and thinking, "What? what is he thinking right now about the church, specifically in the West, and, and how we're doing when it comes to unity?
2: Gosh, it's so encouraging to hear you so passionate about this, because this is, this is more recent for me. I, I think I always looked at it as impossible anyway, so let me just stick to my circle, and then there's so many threats if you move outside of your circle and we just live in such a weird time where you don't even have to change your views, just being friends with someone from another denomination and exploring and listening and just going, I just want to hear what you have to say. I don't know if I'm right about everything. I mean, I I used to think I was right about everything. You know, you graduate from seminary and you know everything, but The older you get, you go, gosh, you seem like an incredibly godly man or woman, and I feel like I have something to learn from you. But the moment you start even exploring that you might be off on one detail of your theology, you just get hammered by your own circle. And so it kind of keeps people afraid to go, gosh, maybe the circle is bigger than I thought. And maybe I'm starting to see some things in my own circle that I really don't Mm. like and don't think are accurate.
0: Have you ever read the book, uh, Living Streams of Water, where it talks about the different ways that the the denominations were birthed. It's such a great book. You would love it. it. It basically says the Methodists came out of this passion for justice and and the Charismatics came out of this passion for the Holy Spirit. And and it just shows that, gosh, everybody, when you read it, you realize all of these divisions and denominations, you empathize with, with what they saw was a weakness. Now, again, at the very end of all of them, none of us are perfect, right? Like our beliefs, nobody's beliefs are inerrant, but it is possible to see good in denominations that are not the same as us.
2: Yeah. I I haven't read that. I want to, though, now that you say that. I was actually just telling my daughter, I need to explore that a little bit more. I just want to see where everything broke off because there was a time, you know, you know, you read Acts 4 and you go, wait, the full number of believers were one in heart and soul. Wait, the full number, like all of them were one, you know?
0: and And had everything in common it said had everything in common
2: (laughs) i know it is
0: we are so far off yeah
2: yeah but it's possible it 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 we it shows that it was possible um but now that we've split off into these thousands of groups you know it can feel impossible but all it takes is for us to humbly you know come before him and say, God, I really want this. I really want this. I really want to. I, I wish I lived back then. I, I wish I could taste it. Can we taste it now? Would you do something? Even if it hurts us, even if if you, if you need to expose this, do whatever you need to do. But I want this because I see how much you want this. And you had your son die so this could happen. And we're making a mockery of that if we don't care.
0: I think of Ephesians four. And I mean, your book had me in tears from the first few verses, because you actually say the thing that my heart is craving most. And this really is one of the things that can make me cry at a moment's notice, because I do feel like if we could get this right in our generation, we would see revival. Like this is the thing that could set a fire fire. And I'm just so grateful that, that this is the, the, topic you're tackling right now, because I don't always know how to tackle it. It's For me, it's more of I can picture it happening. I read in Ephesians 4, we follow one God, we are under one baptism, that we are one body. So I read that and I go, okay, that is just not our reality. What keeps us from that? And there's several things that you write about that are keeping us from that, of course, obviously our sin. But let's talk really specifically what that sin is in our culture, because I have friends, and I did this last week. I sat down with a girl that really disagreed with the fact that we handled or talked about racial reconciliation on our stage. She said that just further divides everything. And I said, okay, well, that's definitely not my end game. My end game <laughs> is unity. And and you tell me how we cannot talk about it and end in unity. Like build that case. I'm, I'm very curious. And of course, you know. She didn't, but I I am looking for the road to it and it feels so hard. In fact, even when I'm trying to build unity, it feels like it keeps exploding a little further. So let's go really specific into the issues of our day and what is breaking down.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot that's going on that people don't realize. For example, like when I graduated from seminary, I really, I, I love Jesus and I, I was told that that I, I've got to fix all these people and their theological views and stay away from them. Keep a distance. Don't read books by this guy, this guy, this girl, this, you, you know, you're just.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, okay, was-
2: okay. And I really thought I was doing that in the name of Jesus. And even to the point where I was mocking these other beliefs. And and so I think sometimes it's it's not even saying, okay, you're not a believer because you're you're trying to divide the church. It's more just consider what you were taught. Get to know people that maybe, you know, you view differently, you know, view things differently. And just see if the spirit is in them. See Mm. if they truly believe in the the blood of Christ, you know, washing over of their sins and the Holy Spirit really sanctifying them. And and you end up meeting godly, godly people where you go, whoa, his prayer life or the way she studies the scriptures is very convicting to me. And then you see the way they love others and go, ooh, that looks more like the Holy Spirit than what you could see in my life. And it just, it just gets you to question yourself rather than, you know, telling everyone else that they're wrong. And so I think sometimes these things just kind of happen or we get going on them. And we're not trying to divide the church. Uh, I, I wasn't trying. It's, 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 I mean, it's a terrifying thought. It's just that we were doing it and we thought we were doing it in the name of Jesus Mm. and uh, God just teaches you over time.
0: So I hear you saying one of those things is protection, right? Like that's what I would, I would think if we had somebody on, cause I know exactly, you know, the side that you're talking about, cause I was raised in that side. I went to seminary and I walked out with a lot of fear, right? Of just keeping everything in this little box and making sure, you know, this is what I believed. And granted, we do need protection. I mean, We've we both seen people go off the rails into, you know, outside of orthodoxy. So so, what is that tension, and how do we play that out? Where we're we're being humble and we're learning, but we're also not just accepting and undiscerning?
2: discerning. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know when you start pursuing unity, like like you are right now, and you're you want this, people will accuse you of, well, she wants unity at the expense of truth, right. And, <laughs> Who says why why do you put that? I mean, I've been accused of right. that recently. I'm like, I'm saying specifically, I'm not saying that, like, right, we need to fight for truth. But yes. unity is not just this little stepchild that we you know don't care about as much. We're we're commanded to pursue both. Ooh. I want theological accuracy and 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 I want holiness. I mean God hates sin, and so we have to fight to purify the church we 're not saying unify and you know so whatever you think is right for you is right for you, no, not at all, but there's we have to keep all three we're not we're not okay well, if you pursue truth and you can 't have unity and you no, there's a way to do it. And I'm not saying I even have that way. I'm just saying, okay, here's some ways that we can start. First, would you just humble yourself, you know, get in the presence of God and realize we need him for this and to pray for it and, and to pursue it and ask him to expose any ways that you're off. Um, but I, I don't know how to do it. I just know I'm commanded to pursue holiness and theological accuracy as I pursue the oneness of the body of Christ.
0: Mm. And I, I loved that in your book, you talked about that, that are these things mutually exclusive? Do they immediately exclude each other? And you say they can't. I mean, the word of God says they're possible together. And so that is exciting to me because I've actually seen there be a shift in that the darker the world gets, and honestly, the more it becomes um, less common to be a Christian in the West, there's an exciting thing happening. And it's I, I really think the church is underground unifying. Now, it doesn't feel like it online, but I actually have seen um, streams come together in a way that that I haven't ever seen that before in my lifetime. And so that gives me hope.
2: We don't have it perfectly spelled out in scripture, right? right? So this is one of those things where, uh, I mean, you think about that first division, you know, in 1054, you know, where the Orthodox and the the Roman Catholic kind of, you know, and suddenly, whoa, there's two churches now. And you look at the issue that they divided over. And it's, it's, it's like, whoa, so you're, you're trying to figure out this one word and how to interpret it. And, and does the Holy spirit come from the father and the son or just the father? And, but no one had the exact answer of no, that shouldn't split us and that, or that should. And, and obviously there were other issues too, but it's just like, and now, now we're, you know, a thousand years from that and we're splitting over everything. And I, I'm not saying I have the answer to all of that. I do have faith that, you know, there may come a day that you may teach some things that are just out there away from the core gospel. You know, it's all we really have biblically. You know, you have that uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and you've got the the gospel laid out there. And to deviate from that is, is clearly falls into that galatians one like accursed because you're not teaching the same gospel but people are are starting to just take anything and say oh because she believes that or he believes that and it's not core gospel truth um and they're just dividing and the, the hard thing is i don't know i i've got to believe the holy spirit is leading me and that's as I right closer, i believe that's it closer to him right And Mm -hmm. as long as I'm waking up with a genuine reverence for God, like on my knees, like, God, I just want to do right by you. I just want, you know, the unity that you want. And I don't ever want to lead your church in the wrong way. And you possess all knowledge. So show me, teach me. I'll say anything. I'll do anything. If you want certain people, groups to hate me, that's okay. This is not about me. It's about your name being hallowed. And God, I believe that you dwell with me. Because of my trust in the blood of Jesus, I believe you dwell with me and that your spirit is in me and he will guide me in my conversations in these directions. And I don't want my flesh to get in the way. So help me Um, because I don't have answers to all of these things. But for now, let me just bow at your feet and worship you and adore you and just stare at you in silence and gaze at your beauty. I've just got to believe the Spirit's going to lead me as I Mm. study, as I converse, that He's the one that's going to go, ooh, you heard that. And that is, here's the scripture, here's where that's off, and you need to say something.
0: And I do, that's exactly Right, and it's not an easy thing for people to hear because they go, "Well, what does that mean? You know, well, how does the spirit lead you?" And it's like, "Well, it's a relationship." And and there have been times that I have had to do the hard thing and choose truth above the the relationship, and had to do it in ways that were public, and it was it was excruciatingly hard for me. I'm a relational unity person, but the Lord led me in those moments and said, "This is, you know, it was it was something that." that I knew was right because of the relationship I have with God and I knew what to do because of that and I don't know how to explain that I know I'll probably get some haters right now just the fact that I walk with God like that but but it's true that's, that's how we've got to walk with him my sheep will hear my voice that we'll know how to follow him and, and let the scriptures play out in our lives as we walk with him
1: Well, you guys, it has been, oh gosh, probably a couple of weeks now that I have been wearing my Rothy's sneakers, and let me tell you, they are the most comfortable and breathable shoes that I own. Rothy's shoes are so comfortable, and they have zero break-in, so I took them out of the box, put them right on my foot, and it felt like I would owned them for years. Rothy's are available in a range of styles and come in an ever-changing array of colors and prints, and they add new ones all the time. Finding the perfect style is easy because Rothy's comes with free shipping and free returns, so you can try them on and send them back and find the right pair for you. So with being a mom, I'm on my feet all day long, and I love wearing my Rothy's because my feet don't get tired, and I can wear them with casual outfits or dress them up. And we know you guys will love them. So check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash made for this. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash made for this. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash made for this today. And now back to Ginny and Francis.
0: I think what you're saying, of course, I think it's possible. I've said that again and again. But I think there's something unique right now in the world that you and I live in with the public sphere that causes this to be a little different than what the scriptures talked about, which was largely relationships between individuals and in local contexts. So talk just a little bit about how that's complicated unity for us.
2: Oh, gosh. Y- y- you know something I've been very convicted about um, recently as, you know, just trying to clear my mind, like, like Peter says, you know, like we have to be sober minded for the sake of our prayers. So we have self-controlled and sober minded for the sake of our prayers, like trying to pray sometimes in silence, just to pray the Lord's prayer and mean every word of it, without my mind going here, 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 here uh, is so hard. And I just realized, God, I talk too much. I've I've listened to interviews just recently, that, I, you know, one in particular, I mean, I don't like to listen to myself, but I heard one. And I didn't like how I sounded, I go, God, I sound defensive, I sound arrogant god help me why you know and 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 sound the overflow of my heart god i i have this anxiety i want to fix these things and everything else i don't that doesn't sound like a guy who has just been in your presence in silence in awe over you that doesn't sound like a guy who's just saying hallowed be your name i'm trying to protect mine and that is so wrong. God, I don't want to be that person. And so I need to sit in silence and, and I really want to be one who, who says, I must, I must figure out a way to decrease and you must increase. And, and that hasn't been the mindset. Of, of most ministers nowadays. And it has been mine. It's almost like this, I must increase so that I can bring you up, Jesus. I must increase so that you can increase. And it's like, no, God, I've got to figure out a way where where the name Francis Chan doesn't draw people, but the name of Jesus does, mm-hmm. right? I've got to decrease God help me. And, and this whole, you know, that's why for me, I've had to stay away from social media because I know my competitive nature. I know my defensive mm. side and, and, and God help me, help me figure out how to navigate this world in a way that I make much of you. And I must, I must decrease somehow father. And we, we need to get back to those sacred elements and, go, no, this is about the body and blood of Jesus and bowing before him and worshiping him and and, and getting more excited about the presence of Christ than we are of, of each other. We've talked about that before, but it's like, no, this generation has to kill this whole celebrity thing somehow.
0: I bet you know I love it so much because it is, it's the biggest fear. I actually emailed with your wife when we first got into this. I got my first publishing contract and I emailed your wife because I did see you as someone fighting this, right? And trying to do this in a way that that brought glory to God. And it scared me. I was like, I don't know if this road is, I know he called us to make disciples. I think I could do that with books and that kind of thing, but I'm really more scared that I'll just get to heaven. And God was like, man, on this day, you went after this thing and it it changed everything. And, and so that war of why we do what we do is what you're talking about. It's, it's why we do what we do. And I think what you're saying, even though you've talked about it over and over again, and you talk about in the book too, there's not another answer. Like there's not, okay, here's three steps. It's like, no, our view of God will shape our view of people. It will shape our view of ourselves. And so what you're saying is you, you get that right. You spend time with him and the overflow will be the thing we're craving. But we're living in a noisy generation, and what I heard you say is, you got to cut it off the way that the scriptures talk about cut off your arm if it's causing you to sin. Yeah, and you've kind of done that in a lot of different ways, Francis.
2: Yeah, but I, I feel like there's more to go. Like the closer I've been getting to the Lord these last few weeks by just practicing more silence, um, being slower to speak, and and just trying to really live out that you know this one thing I ask, Lord is I just wanna I just wanna sit here in your presence in your temple and stare at your beauty and just picture myself before the throne staring at him and the more I do that the more I realize well he doesn't need me to say so much in fact I think I'd be more used to this world if I said less and I spent more time in silence. I mean, okay, for example, this right now, as we're talking, I've had some good, quiet times, but imagine if I was just in a cave for the last three or four days, alone in silence before God and could truly listen. You know, like Ecclesiastes 5 says, draw near to listen rather than offering the sacrifice of fools. Like just, And maybe God would speak, you know, and point me to specific, I mean, he does that every morning with passages, but, but maybe be be even stronger if I really sought after him even more deeply. And I, and I told you, Hey, Hey, Jenny, I, I can give you three minutes, but God only said, speak for three minutes and nothing more. Like you would be like, if you told me you did that, I would be like, say it. What did, what did he say? What did he say? Give me those three minutes. And so I've just been wrestling with that, Lord. You know, like, oh, Lord, is this the next season of my life? Rather than flying around, talking, you know, 10 times a day and doing this all day. Because my heart creates it. And it seems like amidst all the noise, that might be the best way for me to move. Because I'm hearing so much input. And that's what's new about our you know, world right now is no one's ever had this much input, and it's really messing up our minds and a detriment to our prayer lives. And so, I just want to clear. I'm actually thinking about taking my family away. You know, like rather than like, okay, let's get into Hong Kong and you know, and reach all these people. Like, I almost feel like we need a break. I mean, let's just talk and let's just pray. And see if God doesn't meet us in any way. Because we have to have faith that He rewards those who earnestly seek mm. Him. And if we come before Him as a family saying, God, I wanna, I wanna experience you. We want to experience you. And so we're putting this stuff behind for a bit. And we believe that seeking you in this way, that you reward those who earnestly seek you. And we want to do that as a I, I want to experience that with this group of, you know, cause I got three that are already out of the house, but I, I want to experience that together. Just a little more peace, a little more just human interaction, mm-hmm. no screen in between. And would our prayers just be more meaningful? And would our experience of God uh, be more meaningful? I, I want to read a passage real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Just cause I was meditating on it this morning. This is, I believe, the first chapter I memorized as a high school student it was John 14. Just because I was in one of those Bible quizzing things, you know, I, I did that as a high school student, as a new believer, and and to think that I've known this my whole life, but never really known it. So I probably memorized this and have had it in my head for 40 years. And I'm looking at it this morning. You can barely see it now, but... Uh, John 14, 21, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Then Judah said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Okay, you said, God, that you would manifest yourself Hmm. to us. Like, what does that mean? You know, obviously in my tradition, we just quickly, you know, oh, it just means you'll pray this prayer or whatever. You know, but I going, God, is there is there something more I can experience of you on this earth? Like, do I really know? Obviously, I knew this. I've memorized it. I would never deny it. But to know, like to know that you, Father, and son have made your home with me and you mm. abide with me and you're going to manifest yourself to me in a way that the world does not see. So it's not just looking at creation go, oh, I see the beauty of it. and I know the creator. No, you're going to manifest yourself in a way. And God, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means to be filled with the fullness of God. I believe Mm -hmm. there's more to being a partaker of the divine nature than just to believe it in my my head Mm -hmm. and fight for that truth. There's some sort of manifestation. God, is it, I want to just seek you and I just, I want to experience all I can of you on this earth. And maybe I just, all this talking is keeping me from really seeking you as a human being humbly and just saying, Jesus, would you manifest yourself to me? However, this scripture is explaining in the greatest way possible, because I want more of you. And before I end my life on this earth, I want to know Mm -hmm. I'm really, really, really experiencing you and close to you. And Mm -hmm. so it's out of that overflow that my mouth speaks and it will be humble because no one who's been in the presence Mm -hmm. of God walks away and just starts boasting, (laughs) right? Even the highest angels that are closest to him are the most humble, you know, and all they can talk about is how holy he is. And so this will happen Mm. if we're close to him. And so when we hear people speaking with arrogance, when I hear myself speaking with arrogance, it's just a sign, oh, I was not close to him at that time. And I want to be.
0: I think that could change everything. If that was the place the church was in, if we all universally were before God, humble and connected to him, like how could we how could we be divided? How could we hate? How could we not listen and and love him I want to ask you a hard question it's the question I ask myself sometimes when I'm listening to you it is then what because there is this sense of and you are an oxymoron in this that you are so passionate for the nations and that people have Jesus which requires our words and you're so passionate that we be with God and Jesus and not use too many words what is that relationship between those two things
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the tension I've tried to fight my whole life. And right now I see that I'm way too much in the listening to other people and speaking to other people mode. Uh, I'm not saying that we stay in that cave and may, and I'm not saying that we don't either. God may call some people to that type of deep, deep prayer and to stay in it because we're definitely on the, you know, leaning on the other side of everyone talking I, I just believe that there's a power that will accompany the person who's really mm. close to him, that mm. truly abides in him. You know, it's like I said, if I spent more time meditating on him and adoring him, then when I did speak, it'd be so much more powerful. You know, like people talk about uh, acts two You know, and forget that Acts 1 was, man, they were in that upper room for 10 days. And then Peter gives, what, a five-minute sermon? And there's the birth of a beautiful church and 3,000 people and miracles and everyone in awe. But they spent 10 days in prayer. Right. Uh, and, yes. Uh, and we kind of flipped that equation, right? Right. Let me give, you know, all of these messages for the next 10 days right. and, and do a quick 10 minute prayer right beforehand. And mm. what's really, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's it's that whole thing about insanity. Look at what we're doing and right. look at where it's getting us. And so what do I think? My next podcast is going to change the world. Mm. or my next book <laughs> is what's really going to do it. Everyone's thinking that. And what if we all just went back to silence because we're in this impossible situation? Um, I think of, uh, you know, Exodus 14 and they're against the Red Sea and this is impossible. And Moses says in verse 14, he says, the Lord will fight for us. We need only to be silent. Mm. Wow. And I think, okay, (laughs) Oh. I think that's what we need is yeah. everyone is maybe out of a good heart mm. trying to say the things that will bring us together. And and I'm not, God may be calling you to do that. Um, I just know for me personally, I'm hearing words come out of my mouth and they're just coming out too quickly, too easily, mm. too flippantly, rather than really meaning every word. And that's You know, I spent a week just praying the Lord's Prayer because I wanted to mean every word. I wanted to be one with Mm -hmm. every word that was coming out of my mouth and really saying it to someone. So our, our, our Father, you know, and uh, ah, it's just you realize when you do that. Wow, I say a lot of things I don't mean and. I don't want to do that, Lord. I wanna, I wanna speak less, and speak from the core of my being, and use less words, but really mean the words I mm-hmm. say. Uh, I fear that some of my words were that noisy gong, or clanging mm-hmm. symbol, because they were not said out of a love for you, God, mm-hmm. or for a deep love for these people. I just said it; it was true into mm. the noise so
0: mm. yeah I think about that verse a lot <laughs> because you can't I mean all those things were noble all the things in first Corinthians it was you know that offer my body to the flame I mean it was as noble as it gets to be a martyr and and yet if we don't have love it's meaningless and and so there definitely was a priority I do see in our culture right now this tendency to And it's not just with truth and love. It's with everything. It just feels like you have to be one thing or the other. And there has to be a choice. And if there's not a public choice or you don't say what you believe about this thing, what are your thoughts about that? Do we just keep pounding the different camps drums?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I I hear you because there's a lot of pressure. You know, for, for me right now as an Asian American, um, there's a lot of people say, Hey, speak to this, speak to this, speak to this. And, and you don't want to remain silent when there are victims involved. I, I know yeah. that, you know, like, like, you know, a lot of your life is fighting for those who don't have a voice and, you know, and a lot of Christine Kane and her, you know, ministry that we're both a fan of is, you know, these, these kids that are the victims mm. of horrific things, right. um, Just last night, I was on a reservation in Arizona
1: Mm, with, uh,
2: you know, this indigenous guy. And I I was sickened by my own ignorance Mm. of what they've gone through. And so there's a part of me that says, I need to speak out. I'm sick over this nation's history. We did this to you? Mm. Like you just, you just see your own ignorance. And I, this guy was the totally coolest guy. He's like, "Hey, you want to camp, you know, here and this, you know, where no one else can. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And it's like, whoa, you know, just understanding. And Ooh. so you, I'm not saying like, we don't speak up. I'm saying that if you look in scripture, there was a power
1: Mm.
2: I think Paul speaks to that. He goes, you know, you have all these other super apostles and great communicators and they're saying all these things. And he says, when I get there, let's see what kind of power they have. Mm. And so I just, I don't want my yep. power to just be, oh, I have a gift of communication that yeah. is purely flesh. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. like if right. I was working for Chick-fil-A, I could, you know, market and sell. i like, man. Right. You try their latest, you know, like I can do that in the flesh, but there's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It's a spiritual gift that has spiritual power that we supposedly have that will look different from just our natural ability. And that comes from this deep communion and desire to use that gift for the common good of the church. But I believe that's something that that Paul had because his desire, he goes, man, for me to live is Christ. He had such a longing, right? There's that that tension you were talking about. He's like, I love you so much. I so want to die right now and yeah. be in your presence. I so, and how many people do we really hear talking like that and right. meaning it? Like like the one with their words and they say, and you go, yeah, I can tell that guy is obsessed with Jesus and can't Mm. wait and really wants to be with him. And how much of it is, yeah, he believes it. Uh, Mm. And it's like, God, I want to believe it. Like Paul, I want to be so close to you. Like I'm just estranged from you in some way. And while I want to experience and I want you to manifest Uh, I know there's something that's still greater and I want more. Um, And I think when that is truly there, then the words that come out, you know, like Elijah on Mount Carmel, Mm. he just had to say a few words. Mm. And then there was a power that accompanied it. I just think there's more for me to experience, but it won't happen until I stop talking so much. Mm. And, Stop striving, sit in more silence in the presence of God and just stare at him and really mean, hallowed Mm. be thy name with the core of my being. This Mm. is all I want.
0: Well, we all need you to come off the mountain sometimes and remind us of all of this. So thank you for still using your words for that because it does cause my heart to want the same things. And so thank you for holding those tensions. I do feel like it is an angsty, hard life. I mean, it, I I don't know that there's any getting around it. I think when I stop wrestling, I get complacent and too comfortable in, in something. And so I think what you model is just, let's keep fighting our sin. Like, let's keep fighting everything that we might love more than God. Thank you. Thank you for how you model it and we'll still talk about it. Come off the mountain. (laughs) Thanks for being here.
1: Hey, thanks for listening today to Jenny and Francis Chan's conversation. We are really thrilled to tell you guys about Francis's new book that is out today called Until Unity. You can go find it anywhere books are sold and I will make sure to put it in the show notes. And as always, we so appreciate when you guys subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because it helps other people find the show. So go leave us a review today. We want to know your name. We want to know where you're listening from, and we will see you next time for another episode of the made for this podcast.